Are you listening? Damn. I've heard of craft beer. You heard of that here. Uh-huh. A word is that clear. We prefer a glass near. Yeah. Local is best, so the rest barely spoke. Uh-huh. From farm to the brewery till it's pouring down your throat. Yeah. From Jasper to Lloyd, Fort Mac to the hat. Uh-huh. You are now at Alberta Craft Beer Guidecast. Yeah. Welcome to the Alberta Craft Beer Guidecast, a.k.a. the ACBGC. My name is Andrew, and I am one of the people behind the Alberta Craft Beer Guidebook. And our goal is simple. We want to grow the craft beer community. We do this by educating the interested and entertaining the entrenched. And our guest today is me. I know it's a selfish show. It's a selfish move. However, I wanted to address a few things. Um, I've got some predictions and some guesses based on how many breweries are going to open in Edmonton and Calgary in 2018. I also want to touch on a little bit about some styles that I think will become a thing or, or more of a focus moving forward in the beer world. If I'm terribly, terribly wrong, then such is life. But based on my insight into the industries, I thought it was something worth sharing. And I know it can be challenging. People love the Sooneries and Rumery section in the back of the guidebook. Uh, but it can be challenging sometimes to contain it to a sentence or two when you have an entire business um, or in some cases several businesses opening up. So I wanted to touch on some of those things. My guest guest host, I guess, will sure, be <laughs> Mr. Matt. Um, the color commentator, if you will. Yes. <laughs> he is, if you don't know, he also produces, uh, well, he produces our lovely podcast here. We love him for it. Uh, he also produces something called Drink This Podcast. GTP. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's all under the uh, Screaming Dachshund Studios brand. Um, and he also does some work for the uh, 30 Years of Dough, which is a 30 years looking at Simpsons kind of um, from the future to the past, I guess. Look for new episodes if it's not up when you hear this very soon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you are first time listening to this or listening to it when it's not new, it is near the end of March 2018. And uh, I've got some predictions, and then, I, again, I want to talk a little bit about some of the breweries that I believe will be opening. Uh, again, this is focused Edmonton, Calgary. Um, perhaps we'll come back and do another one, or if people hate this format, well, we'll never do it again. Or maybe we will, and you just unsubscribe. Nah, I don't know. fuck them. Do it anyway. <laughs> and, uh, Hours of solo <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Listen to me and my voice more. No, uh, We will have more guests from Alberta. We've done one show so far where people are not you know live in person where we're doing a google hangout so we'll be doing more of those formats um, as we continue to improve that process and if you're a brewery who's open and you haven't been on the podcast what are you doing man holla at your boy Uh, let's get you on the show Uh, we usually book on tuesdays so uh, that's the way we do it anyway let's get into it so edmonton edmonton is changing Edmonton proper, so I'm not including, you know, St. Albert and um, any of the surrounding communities, strictly the city of Edmonton. Yeah, city of Edmonton proper. So, you know, in our guidebook under the Edmonton section, we have nine breweries, but one of them currently is in Fort Sask, another one's in St. Albert. Um, so, you know, we have seven right now. And my prediction is that six new breweries open in Edmonton this year. You think it'll be six, no more, no less? Uh, I say it'll be six, maybe seven, could be eight, but based on my experience of people saying, hey, we're going to open here, we're going to open, and even seeing people who have spaces who look like they're quote-unquote ahead of the game with different aspects of the process, um, I think six is what's going to happen. Well, and like maybe it's best to point out that 
you and I spend a lot of time in this industry around mm-hmm. people who have grand plans and big ideas. We dabble. Um, <laughs> and it's not uncommon for you to hear about a space and then wait years for it to actually get up and running and off the ground. I mean, the quickest... So from my experience, there's you know, one really good example of like the turnaround time is Snake Lake. Mm-hmm. So Snake Lake said in February of 2017... They said, we're going to open a brewery, and they started their business plan. Like, decision, started the work on it, and within a year, they opened their taproom. Right. That's awesome. They're amazing, Mm -hmm. and their beer is, it's really good. But not a common story. (laughs) But that is not, that is not, unfortunately, that is the exception. Yeah. Not even close to a a typical And these guys had background in in the trades where Mm -hmm. they could build their building. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, they came from a, you know, <laughs> like they bought the building. They were in there before they officially bought it. Then they were chalking out and marking out mm-hmm. where everything was going to be. Like they're very, that is the exception. It is. Yeah. Unfortunately. Now, maybe one or two other breweries in the 70s, some we have, maybe one or two did the same thing, but and you know, like most, on the, most aren't. On the flip side of that coin, and maybe you can stop me if you've got this teed up for later, but somebody like Red Bison, who you've been hearing about for two years yeah uh who is just now opening their tap room yes yeah and and i was going to shout out them out later on but we might as well shout it out now oh sorry to, to <laughs> jump the gun on you. my bad so yeah red bison just opened up in calgary um they complete what is effectively called the brumuda triangle <laughs> oh, oh, oh puns <laughs> so that is tool shed Common Crown and Red Bison, they're all within about two blocks walking distance of each other mm-hmm. in a cute little triangle, kind of in the northeast. Um, and uh, I haven't visited yet. They were opened, and uh, I just haven't had a chance when I was down there to distribute the books. But, um, yeah, Steve and Veronica, they're doing awesome beers. I've heard lots of good things, and uh, it's a really cool space and, and lots of support so far. So if you haven't been to Red Bison, they're the newest um, in Calgary. So Edmonton, let's talk about Edmonton because I am biased. I do live in Edmonton. I love Calgary. I do. I just live in Edmonton and I like Edmonton. So we've had, we have seven breweries currently and to add six more in one year, I think is absolutely ridiculous, but it's also really amazing. We'll talk a little bit about how these breweries line up. So who are the six existing breweries, Andrew? The six though, the seven existing. The seven existing, sorry. Let's see if I can name them off the top of my head, and then I'll probably forget someone. I so. can hear you opening. I'll the just use his handy guidebook to flip to my page. Uh, <laughs> so the OG, AK, AK, lots of love for AK. Matt used to be a uh, sales rep That's for right Alley Cat. On a fun fact, um, their their braggit with Fallen Timber. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I heard some people don't like it. I think it's it's it, div- uh, it divides a lot of opinions, but mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. If you like mead. You're going to love that beer. I, I have a bottle in the fridge as we speak. It's tasty, tasty brew. Um, Bent Stick, my boys, was mm-hmm. there the other day. Um, their beer, I'm continued, you know, when they opened, they had some challenges and they've been working on their beer. Mm-hmm. They know this too. They've been improving it. And uh, I'm really impressed with with um, quite a few of their beer now. Their Euro Lager, I will not shut up about. The Euro Lager, it's tasty, yeah. Um, it's great. But Andrew, I thought that you liked stouts. That's Trying what I'm about. Trying to talk about a lager, I'm the snooziest. <laughs> Unless it's your lagers, then wake me up. <laughs> so Ben Stick, uh, tiny little tap room, 
there on the east side. Um, check them out. They're they're cool. And they're actually their bourbon barrel aged uh, stout won an award at the Alberta Brewing Awards. So Woot. I love that stout. I have a couple of those stashed away in, in the cellar and in the fridge. So I'll keep enjoying my stouts. Um, Blind Enthusiasm, again, a big award winner um, at the recent awards. They uh, are in the Ritchie Market, which is exciting. If you haven't been there yet, their beers are fantastic. Um, there's Brewsters. I think people forget about Brewsters. Mm-hmm. That they make a good beer. See, I don't forget about Brewsters. I'm just never. I never think about them as an Edmonton specific brewery because they are a lot of places. I agree, and I realize they are an Edmonton company. Like they started yes, of in Edmonton, but I don't think of them immediately as, as an a Edmonton brewery. brewery. Absolutely, and and up until you know the last few months, I would agree with you mm-hmm. because you know they were just producing one-off stuff here and there, and then they actually weren't producing out of their brewery. They mm-hmm. took out the equipment, they redid the floors, they kind of overhauled everything, yep. and they cleaned were it all up. For a while, yes, and then, of course, yeah, the, the main production facility in Calgary needed to be, well, <laughs> they got a giant new system. <laughs> so uh, they were contracting a lot of their stuff elsewhere, but now they're up online. Um, they're producing beer out of Calgary again at their own location, and they're producing what they call, you know, Oliver exclusives or mm-hmm. Oliver one-offs um, at the, um, the Oliver Square location. So my boy Matt Cockle, he used to be a brewer at Situation. Um, then he joined Brewsters, learned a lot from Rob down in Calgary. Now he's uh, working with Gunther, the legend of Gunther in Oliver Square. And um, they're producing some good beers. Um, yeah, and they're, they're, uh, that's all they're doing out of that space mm-hmm. now, which is cool. So you can find them at, obviously, that Brewster's and Beer Rev. And every once yeah. in a while, some of the other Brewster's will pick up those Oliver Small Batch series. Um, situation, of course. If anyone's met me, you know I frequent Situation. Um, we're talking about stouts. Still one of my favorite beers. Um, Declan's. Declan's Dry Irish Stout on Nitro. And I heard that their IPA might have a big tweak Mm. A big tweak, a minor tweak. <laughs> Everyone loves their IPA. It's a great selling beer. So it'll be uh, tweaked and, re- and launched um, sooner than later. Um, Town Square, Southside, newest. They only open in September. Um, again, they're doing fantastic stuff. Drew Sinden won um, a couple awards for his beers down there. He's formerly of uh, Lighthouse Brewing in Victoria. So uh, make the adventure next time you visit Ikea. Mm-hmm. Just go a little further, scrap the shitty meatballs, and <laughs> go get a pizza at Town Square and drink some good yeah. beers. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that Ikea will serve you horse, but Town Square will definitely not serve you horse, and that's really what's important. Welcome to Town Square's menu. We definitely will not serve you horse. Will not. Ikea? Uh, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, Yellowhead Brewing is the existing one. Uh, again, if you haven't visited, like go there. The space is really cool. Um, they just I was there on um, a few days ago, and they had four or five different new beer on tap, just small batch stuff, because the, the brewers, like the head brewer, Taylor, he'll be leaving for Sea Change soon, which we'll talk about right away. Um, the existing brewers over there, um, they're you know, producing a small batch series and putting them in the tap room, um, and some of them are really, really tasty, mm-hmm. so... Go there, you know, you go there once a week and you'll see new beers all the time. It's oh. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So let's dive into the uh, the heart of Edmonton, the new stuff. The so first we're gonna one. So we go brewery by brewery. We're going to like. Yeah, brewery by brewery. Gonna, yeah, gonna I'm not going to give a list. You got to listen. You're not just getting the list and. We're going to name and cutting shame. Us off. Oh, yeah. We're naming name and shame. No, no shame. <laughs> shame well, if they don't open. It's on well, me there's then. there's <laughs> nothing good that rhymes with name. Yeah. All right. Blame? So, oh, no, it's worse. <laughs> brew number one. Brew number one is analog brewing. 
So, um, Brian, one of the uh, founders and owners and all around everything, I think his card yeah. has like eight titles on it. Those uh, cards are funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's become a good friend. Uh, he worked with Cooley Brewing Company for a while. Before that, he actually worked for a bigger brewery. Um, some people go, well, that's not good. Blah, blah, blah. But there's lots to learn from the big breweries in the, you know, when it comes to efficiencies or different mm-hmm. marketing plans or just seeing the business in a different way. Um, one of the books I read recently was Bitter Brew, which is the rise and fall of Budweiser. Hmm. And the, just the story of four generations of Anheuser-Busch. Basically, three generations to build it and one to fuck it all up. But um, very interesting, uh, very, very fascinating um, book. I've heard they're making a movie. In the book, do they talk about how every Bush male is given the first thing they consume is five drops of undiluted? Oh, they're and they're baptized yeah. in, in Budweiser. Yeah, it's yeah, fucked it's, up. It's it, they're committed. I mean, there's <laughs> there's lots you can learn. There's lots of what you know what not to do in the book, of course. <laughs> like, don't murder people and have a good lawyer. Wait, lots what? To get away with? It. Yeah, read the book. Holy fuck! I'm excited for the movie. Anyway, to digress, let's talk about analog brewing. Okay. So. Why, why I bring this up with, with Brian is that he has a background in sales. Yep. Um, his partner has a background in sales. Um, and they've got a space. Um, it's – let me grab it right here. Um, it is just off of uh, 91 Street mm-hmm. and uh, 53rd Ave. Okay. It's like 86th Street. So big space. They're going a bigger system, 20-barrel system, 20-barrel fermenters which is nice for mm-hmm. the brewer. I'm not sure if they've officially hired a brewer just yet, so they're working on it. If anyone's looking for a brewing job, you maybe live in Edmonton or want to move here, holler at Analog. Maybe we'll get some jobs connected out of this podcast. That'd be great too. Um, so what I love about their brand is that it's um, it's video game focused. Mm-hmm. They'll have a smaller tap room, I think 40, 50 people okay. um, on the main floor. They got their big brew house and everything in the back. Um, but on the second floor, they have basically an event space. So the oh, goal is really? that they rent it out. If you want to get married there or do you know private events or whatever it may be, um, then you can you know bring play video games and Nintendo and all this old school stuff. Um, you've heard of a um, so when it's not booked for an event, it's open space for them to use. I don't think they'll be allowed. Like AGLC is really picky on their licensing. Is that right? That because it's it's like a staircase going up or the like there's bathrooms. Out. I don't know. I need to learn these things. But AGLC has very strict, archaic rules still in place from yeah. <laughs> prohibition, basically. So the second room isn't isn't licensed to just consume. You can't just go up there and drink, okay. which is what they wanted to do, but it's now they can't the, based on certain rules. So um, maybe we can clarify what, what exactly that is. But to any other breweries listening to this, I mean, <laughs> do your research before you plan out. Row. Yeah, like, you know, ask all the questions about all the things. Assume... Assume nothing is legal yeah. <laughs> and figure out from there. They know some of their laws are archaic. And the great thing is that they're very, they've, they've been a lot more progressive in the yeah. last couple of years. They're really happy about their patio laws. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And, and we need more people to say, we want to do this. And when AGLC says, no, you need to say, well, why not? What if we did it like this? How could we change it? How can we improve mm-hmm. this? Like, you know, uh, Brody with um, Uncommon Cider, um, they've changed changed a few things um to allow you know his you know the the cider they've never had unpasteurized cider Mm -hmm. go through connect before right so um they had to change like they need to create things so just for one guy for one guy and now the cool news is that there's a lot there i think there's someone mentioned at this brewer conference there was 10 or 11 new cider applications Hmm. you know at, at various forms of the process 
Which is exciting. I think, you know, we've, we're next to BC that makes amazing apples, and we get some good ones over here, too. Um, but we need more of that. So Follow-up question about analog. Yeah. If you're, unless you're, if yeah, you're no. ready to move on. Uh, do you know if they're packaging or taproom only? They'll definitely be packaging. So they're on a 20-barrel system, which is a decent-sized yep, system. Not small. Um, yeah, not small. Uh, so, yeah, they'll definitely be packaging. They'll have um, a few core beer to start with. Pardon me. And, again, you know, that kind of uh, pixelated branding, it's homage very, to, you know, Duck Hunter and Original Mario and Donkey Kong. and It's old-school video game nerds. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're branded. Yeah, and they're and that's what's good. I mean, we need more breweries that, you know, it's not just, you know, I think we touched about this before, not to like down talk or anything, but just opening a brewery, of course you're going to be part of the community. Of course you're going to use local ingredients. Of course you want to bring te- people together and make quality product. If that's in your mission statement, like sure it should be in there, but that shouldn't yeah. be your brand. Like everyone's brand is that because you're a local small brewery, yeah. right? So go like be you. These guys love video games and they're they're self-professed nerds. I imagine they'll host, you know, Dungeons and Dragons tournaments and and the like. And more breweries need to be more of a, a reflection of the founders and the owners. Yeah, and they're really uh, telegraphing to their clan, as it were. <laughs> yeah, and they're just they're good guys, right? Um, they're good people. Um, yeah, like my- I'm, I'm curious to see their beer when it comes out, and uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. Cool, cool, cool. Get some more Southside breweries. Brew number two. Brew number two. The Growlery. So the Growler's being pl- being kind of on the uh, the DL. A delightful young man by the name of, um, as I start typing in Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> by the name of Kevin, um, loves beer, loves home brewing, um, had a career in banking, and didn't like it anymore. Yeah, he just didn't like who who anymore. What do you? <laughs> Maybe he never liked it in the first place. I don't know. We can bring him on the show when he opens up. So, you know, one of the things is he's not very good at social media. Or he's just not doing social media. He needs to learn, which is fine. I'm helping him with a few things. But um, he wants to start putting things out there. And uh, they've got a space. They were doing uh, demolition as of uh, early March. If anyone's ever been to, um, and actually Sherbrooke used to host a beer festival in this um, nearby, um, you know the Aviation Museum yeah. on Kingsway. Yeah, yeah. So there's a road, um, just I guess technically northish, westish of that that goes. It runs parallel to uh, Kingsway, so it's basically between the Blatchford, the old Edmonton Airport, right, and Kingsway Ave Boulevard, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, Kings, Kings, Kingsway just, Avenue. Yeah. Sure. Maybe it's just Kingsway. I think it might just be Kingsway. It's on an angle. It's got to have a different name. Yeah. But like Pr- Princess Elizabeth Avenue is on an angle and it's still an avenue. Yeah. I don't know this stuff. Anyway. Fuck this city. Yeah. Right. God damn it. <laughs> so we're moving to Red Deer. Just kidding. Red Deer's exciting too, but maybe that's another show. Lots of new breweries coming mm-hmm. up there. Um, so itty bitty. One man operation. Um, I don't know over if I go Kingsway. Yeah. So it, the cool thing is that, you know. I think Blatchford is is ideally where they'd like to be yeah. in the future. Um, but as they're in their space, you know, you can see Blatchford being built, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, so you'll have an amazing view. Hopefully they have, you know, like bar seating at the window. You can watch construction go on or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, uh, what I've been told, a cozy space. 
and um, it's it's. Ne- <laughs> I mean, yeah, you talk about dandy, right? They're yeah. one of the coziest uh, tap rooms in the city. Um, so yeah, he's he's uh, he's got the brewery moving forward. Um, Brewhouse should be coming in um, shortly, and um, I don't think there's terribly too much work. I poked my head in there the other day just to see what was going on, and mm-hmm. it's basically a blank canvas. Um, so um, yeah, they just start building and. I feel pretty confident. Again, I can't, you know, <laughs> I'm not in there doing the work. Right. But it's March. I feel pretty confident they'll be open um, this year. Um, I think I have a note saying, like, spring, but well, I doubt that. Uh, I'm Give it, like, mid to late summer is what my prediction is okay. for that one. Um, Kevin, prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> open it sooner, then I'll be in there to give you some monies. But, um, yeah, it'll be a cool little spot, and I think we need – we need more of that. Like, there's nothing really that far out in that area. Yeah. Do you uh, do you see an ideal time to open? Like, if you could if you could pick your your launch date. Yesterday. <laughs> Fair enough. I just like if you want to sell your house, you don't want to list it in December. You'd rather list it in February when it's getting warmer, right? Yeah. I mean, some people will try to line it up with holidays or seasons or whatever, whatever. Like. If you promote it the right way, invite the you know invite your people and, and make good products. Just open sooner than later. <laughs> it's a dumb thing to say, but it's true. Like we want to get mm-hmm. these places opening. So next one I want to talk about, and this is cool. These next three in a row are all along 99th Street. Ooh, which I like because Alley Cat already exists on 99th, 99th Street. Street. I don't know if there's Vieira grumblings is- about. Yeah, uh, stones throw from 99th Street. Yeah, so it could be our own little. What do they call it in Calgary? The Barley Belt. Yeah, so I mean, Calgary has the Barley Belt because there's also Canada Malting in there. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of awesome breweries all in there too, mm-hmm. which is cool. So we'll talk about that in the Calgary section. Um, I don't know. We need a cool name for this 99th Street kind of strip Brewers Row or the Ooh, Brewer like Tour or I the like Brewers Row because Is, isn't isn't the uh, the monolith we'll talk about that to one there? too yeah. yeah you're jumping ahead oh, man God, I'm so smart well let's talk about that one first the monolith let's talk about the monolith okay so people go so the monolith <laughs> if anyone's been to well 99th Street slightly just off 99th Street and 78th Ave um, it's a couple blocks from the new Faro location, which I mm-hmm. love, holla. And, of course, the Monolith is owned by the same people who opened um, Blind Enthusiasm in Ritchie Market. So, basically, it's called the Monolith by, like, presented by mm-hmm. Blind Enthusiasm. So, Blind Enthusiasm, of course, um, right, great beer, amazing food. They won, yeah, you know, Restaurant of the Year, mm-hmm. Best New Restaurant in, in for Edmont- Edmonton's Avenue Magazine. Yep. And... Um, you know, one of the top breweries based on on medals for um, the uh, Alberta Beer bleh, Alberta Beer Awards. So the Monolith, um, the head brewer there will be Doug um, Chechnita. So he was an old student, and between year one and two, he was over at La Chute Diab, mm-hmm. learning a ton, yep. doing a lot of work. Went out to Belgium too, didn't he? He was promised Belgium um, after year two right away to Cantillon. Yeah. I think they had a good connection there. But Chudiab said, we want you to work with us a little more. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of needed him, and he wanted to work with them. So he forego, you know, he put aside the chance to work at Canteon, delayed it. Are you kidding me, right? Like, everyone would be like, no, let's go. No, no, no. Get in your two, three weeks and, you know, live magically ever after, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how spontaneous fermentation works, right? Magically. <laughs> Science. 
And uh, so he ended up, do, you know, doing a year to Diab. And then um, because he did such a great, great work there, he got such a great recommendation to do all of the blends for an entire mm-hmm. season, entire year at Cantillon. Nice. So he learned a ton. He was also worked and did some collab beers with um, Brasserie de la Seine in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So this guy is, with all due respect, Doug, you know your shit. He's a nerd in the like the most mm-hmm. respect, <laughs> most respectful way. Uh, if you've ever got a tour from him at, you know, even just you know, um, blind enthusiasm. And I have. Yeah, it's thorough, and mm-hmm. he knows his stuff. He's a nerd, and it's a great thing. We need more people like him who have world class. Um, brewing experience and he just he dives into the details and and i'm really excited for it so basically the monolith will be a very small tap room right um they are going to come online i say in the next couple months they'll be open in the summer i'd say but that's also a the monolith itself is a long game like what they're planning to do very long game takes years yeah so what they're doing is they have um cool ships so they'll open up their it'll basically be a lambic style yeah You'll open up your windows to the wild yeast that is in <laughs> industrial Edmonton, I guess. <laughs> and um, and they've also talked about, you know, you can take your wort or you can take your, your product pre-fermentation, yeah. drive it out to um, a farmer's field mm-hmm. and open it up and, you so know, under an orchard or, or wherever, yeah. an old barn, whatever you want. Um, you can inoculate it different ways. Uh, but yes, it is a very long game. Their their long term product we probably will not see for three, four, five plus yeah. years. Um, so it'll be also a barrel aging facility and storage mm-hmm. facility. Everything is temperature controlled and um, um, humidity regulated. Mm-hmm. Everything's on lockdown. Everything's like it's a and it's a serious. It's a cool fucking building. Yeah. It's it's ominous. It's. Very, you know, almost like undertones of Illuminati type of stuff, which they fully play into. They know that this, that's their, their big eye looks like that. Um, so it's like giant concrete building with basically the giant blind enthusiasm eye embossed mm-hmm. right into the concrete. So three nice. stories. It sticks out from that little neighborhood. There's a few tiny houses and some industrial stuff, but it's a really cool building. Um, again, 78 Ave, uh, 99th Street. If they're working in there, do not bug them. <laughs> Wait for them to open. Yeah. Um, but go take a picture of the building. Go take a look. Um, you can see in a few of the windows, and there's you know some fooders are there. What? They're open. I know. I just but leave them alone. Don't bug them. They got <laughs> just beer to the make. windows. Yeah, just peek, just wave, and leave them alone. So that's on 99th Street. So that's on 99th Street. What about what was to be number three now number four? Also located on 99th Street. So we have two more on 99th Street. Um, there's Sea Change, which is um, if you're a football player, you could probably throw a football from Alley Cat to Sea Change. So 62 Ave, just off 99th Street. Okay. They got their their big sign. Oh, yeah, up. that's real close. Yeah, very, very close. Pardon me. So Sea Change comes from um, the, the head brewer still of Yellowhead is uh, Taylor. And so he'll be brewing all the beer over there. Former guest of the show. Former guest of the show. Good friend. I think I had a, yeah, I had a beer with him just the other day. Um, but who hasn't? No. Um, yeah, so they got their space. They've got their, um, you know, the electrical and, and plumbing and stuff like that is going in. Um, their brew house, I believe, arrives in May. Um, their tanks and stuff like that should be showing up um, in the month of April, like all their mm-hmm. all their fermenters and everything else. Um, so they right now they have a product on the market. They're contract brewing. <laughs> Ironic enough, they're contract brewing at Yellowhead. Yellowhead. So there's a sea change blonde ale. Drink it at a place that you know cleans their tap lines, and it's an amazing beer. 
Um, I had it somewhere the other day. Beercade tastes really good in Beercade. Yeah, they take care of their wines. Um, no, I've never been there. Really? No. It's fine. Yeah, that's they got nice. lots of beer and you got ski ball. I like ski ball. Ooh, well, their food's pretty good things. too. It's part of ball. their what pint group and yeah. denizen and all that. So um, good local, like local people owning it. And where was I that I had that sea change? I know um, Beer Rev rotates it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, Arcadia has had sea change on. Yeah, shout out to shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Darren. Yep, and all the Arcadia crew, love them. So All right. number five, um, or do you have? Oh yeah, and Sea Change, yeah, they're very like music focused. Um, they'll have a stage in there, so they'll bring in bands. They just hosted um, a surprise pop up show mm-hmm. at El Cortez, and Our Lady Peace was there. Um, so do you, there's gonna anyway, be so it's gonna be a tasting room space, a tap yeah, room, so tasting room space. Of course, packaging. Um, they they want to get <laughs> they want to get you know their Sea Change blonde in lots of places, and uh, it's a solid beer. It's a good beer. It's not mm-hmm. nothing crazy. It's it's nope. like on the line. It's a blonde ale with a bit of hop character to it, and and it's a fine beer. Um, and then to move up the street, 99th Street and oh, let me cue it up. Uh, 99th Street and uh, 67th Ave will be Omen Brewing. So they just announced on social media. Well, they showed their faces of who they are. Uh, Spencer is someone I met through the Edmonton Homebrewers Guild. Um, who I try to frequent as much as possible. If you're into homebrewing and you're not a part of the Edmonton Homebrewers Guild, join them. They're great. They're amazing. You'll learn lots and you'll make better beer as a result. So he's been a homebrewer for quite a long time, and, and same with the team on board. Um, when I was in their space, I just you know said hello um, maybe a month ago or so. They were cutting concrete, but it looks like their floors are all done now, um, all their plumbing and everything like that. So they want to have a 10-barrel brew house system. Should be coming in shortly, and uh, yeah, to make it Brewers Row, or it's gotta be a better name. Maybe you guys can like tag us on Twitter or something. I'll make a poll or something. But I like Brewers Row, man. Brewers Row is kind of neat. And number six, and number six. So again, just because I'm saying these six open, maybe one of these won't open, and then I actually have a seventh kind of hidden one that I can't really talk that much about, but I will mention it because um, they'll be coming online right away. But um, yeah, the sixth one to open, I think, for this year, finally, finally, and I know the guys very well, so I'll bug them about it, but Polar Park. <laughs> so there's a the reason. Years. There's the a years. reason. So I have the original craft beer guide from um, autumn 2016. So this content would have been put together in June it been two years? of 2016. So Robert, I got to give you a hard time, but... Um, Robert Owing and family, you know, in this first issue of the guidebook, they predicted to be open in spring of 2017, and now we're in the spring of 2018. So, sure, you can give them a hard time, but if you've been in there and seen what they've done to mm-hmm. this building and the surprises that have shown up during mm-hmm. their process, um, you know, I think any you know any other brewery in that situation would have quit by now. Oh, yeah. Or I, sold it or gone bankrupt or insert any other yeah. terrible, terrible... These guys are resilient. I met him once and had a conversation with him maybe five months ago, six months ago, maybe less than that. Yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah. But the location they're at, can you say that out loud? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's public knowledge. Uh, uh, What's it used to be called? It used to be the B-Bell Bakery. The B-Bell Bakery. So it's 80th Ave and uh, just off of um, 
Calgary Trail or 104. And as soon as that place came up for sale or for lease, I saw the sign show up. Like somebody should buy that and put a yep. brewery there. Yep. That'd be the perfect. And yep. it was that was pre situation. That was pre any of the, like the big Alberta brewery brooms. Like somebody should put a absolutely right there. Should have had a podcast proclaiming this in uh, real time. Anyway. I probably did. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Even better. I'm sure I did talk about that <laughs> on, on Drink This Pod. Yeah. So Polar Park. Um, you know, really cool family history. Uh, Robert's grandfather was one of the co-founders of Stampede Wrestling. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew fun that fact. They, that's named after the Polar Park Zoo. And or... then, yeah, so when he sold his shares in that company um, or his ownership of it, they opened the Alberta Wild Game Farm, and their polar bear compound was nicknamed Polar Park. Well, that was what it was called. And uh, they closed that business in the early 2000s, um, but it had been running for, you know, 30, 40 years, right? And um, they wanted to open a brewery in that Polar Park compound, hence the name. But they've been fighting with the city or the, sorry, the county of Strathcona for <laughs> however, too many years. Yeah. They said, you know, forget it. Let's go to Edmonton. Um, they got this building. And uh, it's been a nightmare because, you know, the concrete was supposed to be one thing in the basement and it wasn't. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they lost six, eight. 10 weeks Mm -hmm. simply tearing out concrete in the basement of this building um and and redoing it and and the proper way because they don't have a small brew house um, but they've got a unique brew house it's a german made uh, it was built in 1938 so it survived world war ii which Hmm. is incredible survived it in germany right um yeah okay. that sounds about because it's right. like it's oh, I mean, exciting I guess... if it didn't sur- <laughs> it survived world war ii uh, in switzerland it was in switzerland uh, no. <laughs> you know what that's a good question i don't know that for sure it was made in germany okay. i've been told it survived world war ii so i imagine it was in some amazing brewery that's really cool germany. though that's yeah it's neat that and it's were... beautiful it's it's all copper it's just it's just sexy sweet and um excuse me so they've got a german uh german brewmaster on board scott um he's been brewing for Decades and decades and decades. So he's going to make some phenomenal beer on that system. The uh, last time I was in there a couple weeks ago, so like early March, um, they had their fermenters down. So basically they cut a hole in the floor on the main floor mm-hmm. so they could fit their tanks into the basement. Yeah, I heard about this. And uh, four of their um, fermenters are, are in, they're in the floor and they're still, you know, 12 feet above the main floor. Like they're big mm-hmm. tanks. Um, I believe they're 40 or 45 barrel, but don't quote me on that. Um, and then they've got two um, horizontal loggering tanks down in the basement. Um, the brew house um, wasn't downstairs just yet, but um, they had all the scaffolding and everything in play. They had to reinforce, you know, the, the upper floor. Um, so basically you'll have a big tap room on the main floor. You'll have the brewery in the basement, but they'll be, you know, the it'll be cut out so you can see, you know, the brew house and everything in the basement. The pilot system will be on display, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then when you go upstairs, um, there's a small portion of a bar um, to sit at on the second floor. And then um, about, I think it's 60% of the patio um, on the second floor. So basically rooftop patio. So they did end up keeping the rooftop patio. Oh, yeah. So Again, somebody said they're not going to use the rooftop patio. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> so this is going to be an amazing space. Um, and then the the rest of the second floor and then part of the, the patio as well will also be an event space. So again, get married, you know, do your yeah. thing, ha- throw events, throw parties, whatever. Um, that'll be absolutely amazing. Very um, cool. So that's Polar Park. I'm wishing them the absolute best. They're going to open this year and they've just invested too much, you know, yeah. time, blood, <laughs> energy. Like 
right? They got like tanks from like the brew house. Act, they actually got it from California. They drove down, put it up on, you know, two flatbed trucks yeah. and brought it all back. They're big fermenters. They were in um, Manitoba. They brought them over and added, you know, additions to them, this and that. And they've, they've put in a lot of work. So you give them a hard time. Oh, they're never going to open, blah, blah, blah. No, they're going to goddamn open. And, uh, and of course, they already have a beer on the market there, um, their Polar Park, uh, the Oilers Nation beer. I think it's just called Nation Beer. Don't say Oilers Nation. Just Nation Beer. Nation Beer. All right. Molson, come at me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. Come at you. <laughs> I don't have a space. Anyway. Um, and then they also had a chocolate hazelnut porter. Um, it was only like a kind of one-off thing, uh, but I was under the um, Polar Park brand, and fuck, it was tasty. It was a really good beer. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what else they, they put out. So I'll wrap up with these two little things. Okay. So I'm going to shout out some other breweries because we'll get into Calgary um, another time. So time. I want to talk about uh, Dunvegan Brewing and Peace River Brewing Company. All right. So not within a major metropolitan area. No, not at all. So Dunvegan is in Rycroft, which is like 68 kilometers away from uh, Grand Prairie, I believe. Or maybe even near Manning, which is even further north. Yeah. It's really, really north is what the, <laughs> the point is. Right. So these guys, they got their license last year. They got it at the end of 2017. They were officially the 100th license to be issued to a Alberta liquor manufacturer. Yeah, It's kind of cool. So they have a that beer cool. that kind of pays homage to that. Um, we do have a mutual friend, Chris, uh, now Trouble Monk Brewing. He was up north, and uh, he brought back some uh, Dunvegan beer because apparently it's only in a very few <laughs> select places in Rycroft and in Manning, Alberta. So uh, I'm excited to give that a go and give you an update on, on how that is. I've heard good things. And then there's also Peace River Brewing Company. So shout out to Tyrell, again, another northern mm-hmm. brewery. Um, they opened up uh, in March, and uh, they're open now. So you can go have their beer. If you're in the area, they have um, easy access. Basically, they're they're on, like, the, the, the river. There's, like, the dike wall that prevents flooding. Easy access from that. Um, apparently, they're doing a good job. I read a few reviews, and their beer is beer's nice, so. If you're in that area, <laughs> more brews to visit. And I know in the past it was like Grand Prairie is so far away, especially even from Edmonton, right? Four or five hour drive. And uh, now there's, right, you got the two breweries, GP and Grain Bin in Grand mm-hmm. Prairie. And then if you really want to adventure further north, you can go to Rycroft, hit up Dunvegan, go to Peace River. Um, and uh, it's great. It's good. Lots of good shit happening. Woo. Boom. All right. So we'll leave it like that. There's your Edmonton Sooneries and Rumories update. Six new breweries. Oh, I didn't even mention my quick other one. You want to get it in? One more. Yeah, you got I'll like squeeze this one in. Six minutes. So this is... <laughs> Five and a half. Five and a half. Well, I'll, we'll take two. So there's a brewery called Odd Company Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fortunate to meet one of the uh, owners in the Alberta Brewing um, Conference and Awards. And uh, they'll be in the arena of like... 124th Street, Jasper Ave, oh. kind of near the brewers, the quote-unquote no brewery brewery <laughs> district. And, um, yeah, I think they'll be in a really, really unique space. Um, I I think they'll open this year, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that much about them, but um, that's kind of on the radar. Um, so all you 124th Street peeps. Keep them peeled. It's getting, yeah, keep your peepers peeled. Um, so that's that. And uh, to address the rumors of, you know, the brewery district, it's a very macro-owned... Um, There's a, a 
brew pub going air, in there, air isn't quotations. there? Quotations, yeah. Do you know who it's going to be? Yeah, my it's 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 owned by Molson. But is it is it a name? Is it going to be a Mill Street brew pub? No, that's different. no Mill They're, Street is, is uh, AB and Bev, yeah, and Labatt's. Um, my my sources said it was a Granville I was Island. Say, will it be the first off Granville Granville brew project? Pub? Whatever it'll be, it'll be owned by the big guys. So you know, do with it what you will. I'm getting a middle finger. Middle fingers from, up <laughs> from the producer. But uh, yeah, so if you're hoping that a brewery is going to go in there that's local, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> However, I have heard some rumors from some good sources that some independent local people are going to put a brewery into either like like downtown or mm-hmm. ice district area. Nice. Again, nothing I know any details on. Just people said, hey, from a few different people have yeah. said these things. So it's not super public knowledge, but it's not private knowledge. And again, I'm not naming any names or any locations, spaces, or um, finance. Hmm. So long story short, Edmonton's going to get even more exciting. Woo. And uh, that's that. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. So if you want to follow us, check us out at AB Beer Guide on Instagram and Twitter. And our newest guidebook featuring the Dandy Boys on the front cover, uh, the spring issue, it is out now. So grip it, rip it, and uh, go sip it. Drinkthispod.com. Cheers. This has been a production of Screaming Dachshund Studios.